Hello again, my gorgeous friend. Today, it's confession time. It's time for me to be even more vulnerable and share some of the juicy details of dating. In this episode, I'm going to share three, well, stories of three dating relationships I had and the three lessons that I learned from those very relationships. So I invite you to listen in and lean into these three lessons and then let them become three tips that you will keep in mind on your very next date. Real quick, there, tip number one, don't be stupid. Number two, don't rationalize or make excuses. And number three, don't forget why you're dating and what you really want. And I'm actually even going to give you a bonus tip as well. So listen in for that. This is going to be a fun one, an embarrassing one, but let's dig in. Are you tired of feeling you don't measure up? What if happiness and the value of your life has absolutely nothing to do with your marital status or the number of children you have? Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Single Christian Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Sharon Lamar. Listen, my gorgeous friend, I know what it's like not to measure up. You see, I failed to check all the boxes of life in the expected time frame. Then I realized the truth. God truly loved me and had so much more in mind for me than a life of fear and doubt about being single or anything else. And I'm here to share what I've learned. So, if you're ready to discover and live the life God designed with you in mind, this is the podcast for you. Okay, so this is going to be fun. And for me, it's going to be a bit embarrassing. But here we go. I told you I would share three dating stories and the three lessons that I learned from them. And so I'm going to just say ahead of time, you're welcome. I am very happy to um, have learned these things for you so you don't have to go out and try to learn them yourself. And I really invite you to take these lessons and turn them into tips that you will use even this very next weekend on your next date. And tip number one, lesson number one, don't be stupid. Instead, be smart. And I have learned that there is a reason that patience is the very first attribute of charity. And it's also the reason why often in life we don't get what we want right when we want it, which is a good thing. Thank heavens. And tip number two, don't rationalize or make excuses. Instead, be willing to see the truth. And three, don't forget what you're da- why you're dating and what you truly, truly want. Instead, be willing to hold auditions. And bonus lesson, bonus tip, don't shut your eyes. Instead, keep them wide open. So as part of confession time, let me share a bit about how I first came to have these three dating relationships. The short story is really, I sought them out. I chose to be vulnerable and open myself up to all kinds of feelings and emotions that come when you put yourself out in the dating world. Rather than waiting for someone to set me up, I just decided I was going to go ahead and act. I was going to take matters into my own hands. And I paid the price, literally paying the price to learn the lessons that I'm about to share with you. I paid the price by actually paying money per month to be on a couple of dating websites. And I understand now that there's dating apps, which I would assume there's some kind of cost in that. I don't know for sure, but um, that would have been cool and fun to try. And then I also paid the price by willing, being willing to be disappointed in men and in myself. 
I was willing to be rejected and I was also willing to reject, to have some fun and have some not so fun times. And I was willing to learn even more firmly what I truly wanted in the man I would choose to marry. Now I get it, it's scary out there. It takes time, it takes money, it takes being vulnerable, but dang a ruski, it is fun being stretched and becoming. Ladies, sisters, it is way more fun and joyful when you are out there living life rather than looking at it with your nose pressed against the window. Okay, so having got on that little soapbox for just a minute, let's jump into the three tips or trainings. Number one, don't be stupid. Instead, be smart. There is a reason, like I said, that patience is the first attribute in charity. And it's the reason that we don't always get what we want right when we want it. Again, thank heavens. So the story, I'm going to call this guy Bogart. Bogey for short, because he was totally bogus. (laughs) I first met Bogart when I received a message from him on a dating site. His pictures and his profile were very compelling. He was handsome, yet his pictures were kind of off. They all didn't look like the same guy. I mean, they were close, but not the same guy. His writing didn't jive with really how he presented himself in his profile. He presented himself as a professional, highly paid guy living in New York City. Yet his writing style didn't really support that. And after messaging back and forth for a short time on the site, he asked me for my personal email address. And so I gave it to him. I then received, I'm going to call it a questionnaire type text or test type email from him. He told me that he was being cautious about who he wanted to invite into his life as he had a young son and he wanted to protect his young son from further heartbreak. Because you see, his wife had died in a tragic car accident the year prior. And so would I be willing to answer this questionnaire? And so I said, yes, I'd be willing to do that. Well, amazingly enough, she says with heavy sarcasm, I passed the questionnaire test and we exchanged phone numbers. Now, the first time I talked to Bogart on the phone, it was brief. He was in a hurry and couldn't talk for long. He was in Africa working on a big project and had limited time to talk. And I noticed that not only did his pictures not jive and his writing style did not jive, he had a really thick accent that didn't jive with the way he presented himself in his profile. And so I asked him the question about his accent and he excused it away that, well, he hadn't grown up in the United States. He lived in a different country. And anyway, things moved quickly. The conversations were always brief and he moved quickly. Things moved quickly and Bogart moved quickly. He told me very quickly that he had fallen in love with me and he knew that I was the woman that he had been praying for and that would be with him and be the mother to his motherless son. And he liked to end our phone calls with a prayer and he would always ask me to pray. Are you picking up on these little kind of clues along the way? I hope so. And he asked me to marry him over the phone. Now, I am totally, totally, totally embarrassed to say what my response was. I said, yes. Now, you are sitting there, wherever you're listening to this, thinking, I am crazy. Who is this woman? And she is wackadoodle. Well, all true, but here we go. He told me that he would make it official 
as he would be back in the United States at Christmas time and he would come to see me and propose correctly, ring in hand, and we would totally get to know each other then. And then a few days later, he asked me for money. Come to find out, things weren't going so well in Africa with the big project he was working on. And he needed me to wire him some money to help pay some fees or something, and then he could pay me back when the project got going again. So he asked me to wire him $5,000. Well, I told him I'd think about it. And I did think about it for like a hot second. Driving home from work that day, finally, my mind caught hold of the truth. Sort of like as the prodigal son experienced, I came to myself. (laughs) Bogart was a scammer. He was not a New York professional. He didn't have a son, let alone a dead wife. And he did not love me. He was only doing one thing. He was not proposing to me. He wasn't going to bring me a ring. He only had one thing on his mind, $5,000. So what did I do? I never answered another phone call from him. I never responded to another email, nothing. What did Bogart do? Well, he got mad, really mad. And he left icky, mean messages on my phone. And I still did nothing. I did do one thing. I reported his profile to the dating site. And then I was embarrassed. I felt totally like humiliated and stupid because here's what happened. I had gotten caught up in the quickness of the whole dream coming true. You know, the fairy tale. I would be the wife of a New York executive. I'm going to swoop in. I'm going to love on that little motherless boy. I became blind to all the signs right in front of me. I was holding the dream so close to my nose that I couldn't see the truth. Bogart was bogus. So the lesson number one, tip number one, don't be stupid. Be patient. Be smart. If it seems too good to be true, if he seems to be good to be true, true, probably he is too good to be true. And then drop to your knees and thank God that you're okay, that you still have the $5,000. And while you're embarrassed, you're also grateful and you're smarter. Lesson number two, tip number two, don't rationalize or make excuses. Instead, be willing to see the truth. And this story is about JJ. JJ and I met the same way on a dating website. And JJ was one of those guys, you know, the kind that just start out by reaching out to you with just like a wink or a smile or whatever they do nowadays. And I call those kind of like lazy contacts. I mean, he didn't really give forth much effort. And I had decided early on that I would not respond to winks or nods or any of that kind of waving stuff. I would only respond if the guy actually put some effort in and wrote me a message. Anyway, JJ eventually did send a message and I replied. The very first date that JJ and I had was going to the temple. And we lived in the same city, so that was easy, and there was a temple in our town. Now, for those of you that are not members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, you might not understand what going to the temple means, but I'm going to just say basically we went to church, which sounds like a good start, right? (laughs) Well, after church, J.J. took me to dinner. Now, J.J. was very physical. He made moves on me right there in P.F. Chang's in the restaurant in the booth, and it was fun. It was flattering, and J.J. and I dated for a short time. I noticed that he always seemed to be in a rush to get home with his, to his kids. He had six of them, two of which were special needs. He was divorced, his wife had left him, and the kids for another man. That was the story. 
And I found myself when friends would ask me about my dates with JJ or my staff at work would ask me about dates with JJ, I could hear myself like making excuses for him for why he had to rush off, why he had to cancel at the last minute, why he was late sometimes. But it's interesting that JJ always had time for one thing. JJ always had time to be physical with me. He didn't have time to talk to me or learn more about me, but he sure had time to kiss. And listen, I liked kissing JJ. It was fun. It felt good. But it also, I find, lips can affect your eyesight. It made me believe and think and see that somehow maybe I could help him parent his six kids. It kind of blinded me. It clouded me. How I could solve the problem of him never having time for himself. I visualized myself swooping in and helping him. And we would hire a nanny and that would help with the kids. I could save him and his kids. That's what I was meant to do. That's what a good Christian woman does, right? It's all very noble that I would do that. The truth was, I was making excuses for JJ, and the truth was, he didn't want me to swoop in and save him. He only wanted a moment away from his life and to make out. That was it. Lesson number two, don't rationalize or make excuses. Instead, be willing to see the truth. You know, JJ once asked me, or said to me, you ask a lot of questions. Sometimes it feels like I'm on a job interview. And you know what? He was right. He was on a job interview. As blinded as I was from time to time with his good kissing, I still continued to interview him, or I prefer to say I auditioned him. And that leads us right into tip number three, lesson number three, relationship number three. Tip number three, don't forget why you're dating and what you truly want. Instead, be willing to hold auditions. Now we're going to call this guy Mo. Mo and I met the same way on the same dating website. And Mo simply sent a message saying, quote unquote, hello from Missouri. And I remember thinking, there is no way I'm moving to Missouri. And yet I did one year later. Well, what happened in between? Well, I used what I had already learned. I decided not to be stupid. Instead, I was smarter because I used what I had already learned from lessons one and two. And Mo and I were patient. Now you may be thinking that moving across the country in 12 months, 12 months later is not patient, but comparatively speaking, I'm going to argue that it was. And Mo was patient. Mo's patience made me patient. Mo took his time. I took my time. We messaged back and forth on the site until we felt comfortable enough to exchange email addresses. And some, after some time, we did exchange phone numbers, and we began to talk on the phone. We decided to meet, and Mo offered to come to town and meet me. He made an effort. That's something to keep in mind, ladies. And we met. So Mo stayed for three and a half days that first visit, staying in a hotel, I will add. And the entire three and a half days, Mo didn't kiss me. He didn't even try to kiss me. And I thought... Wow, this is interesting. This is different. And frankly, I noticed that it helped my eyesight be clearer. (laughs) Rather than getting caught up in the physical that can be so compelling, and I don't care what your age is, it can be blinding to just be in the physical. We auditioned each other. And I knew at this point, 
what I, that I didn't want to get married just to get married. Okay. That's important to keep in mind. I knew I didn't want to get married just to be married. I figured, you know, my life is dang good just the way it is. I had slowed down enough and really dropped into that space of just being fine with me just as I was. And at the same time, I was open open to continuing to audition men to see if perhaps one of them had the potential to make my dang good life an even better life. Now that kind of space and willingness to be honest with yourself, to be intentional, only comes when practicing patience. That's been my experience. It takes patience to slow down and to be able to drop into honesty, intentionality, and to really confirm for yourself what it is that you truly want. And I'll tell you what you want. You want a good man. And they are out there, I promise. And so unbeknownst to me, getting back to the story of Mo, Mo auditioned me for three and a half days. All the while, I'm auditioning Mo. And a couple of the auditions, he wanted a temple-attending wife, a church-attending wife. And so he auditioned me when we went to the temple during his visit that three and a half days. Did I know how to even get there? It was across town. Did I know the way to get there? Was I familiar with it? Did I even have a current temple recommend? It was the same for me. I was checking out Mo. I was auditioning him. Did he have a recommend that was current? Could he get in? Did he know what to do once he was in there? An audition. He also watched how I interacted with my, interacted with my family when we met them. And we had a, a meal together as a family, my sisters and nephew and some other people. And um, after the meal, he jumped up to wash the dishes. And he auditioned me to see would I jump in and help him wash the dishes. All the while... I'm noticing that that's what he's doing. Mo had no intention of kissing me while he was there those three and a half days. He told me that the last night that we were together, that he had consciously decided he didn't want to do that when we first met each other because he didn't want anything physical to be in the way of us just getting to know each other. And I told him at first, I thought I I was surprised by that, but then I really liked it. And ladies, I will tell you, that auditions are super hard when your eyes are clouded and closed by the kissing. I don't care what your age is. Auditions are way easier with clear and open eyes. So lesson three, don't forget why you're dating what you want. Instead, be willing to hold auditions. And bonus lesson, bonus tip, keep your eyes open. And that is super hard to do when you're kissing. (laughs) So what happened to Mo? Well, I married him. How did we get there? Well, more on that in future episodes. Now, some of you are sitting there as we wrap this up thinking, Sharon, TMI, too much information. And some of you may be experiencing vicarious embarrassment for me. And listen, I get it. I'm embarrassed for me. Even now, as I kind of think back on those things, I get it. In episode one, though, I told you that I was going to show up each week and that I would be vulnerable with you and I would tell you the truth. And I decided to confess what I confessed today for two reasons. One, I hope that it helps you. I hope you can find your own lessons and tips in my stories. And number two, I want you to know that you're not alone. I too have been stupid. I have been impatient. I have been blinded. I have let my lips get ahead of my heart and mind. You are not alone. Perhaps this episode made you smile or cringe or laugh and learn. 
any way that it landed for you, I want to thank you for your time with me today. And now it's your turn. I would love to hear from you. What lessons have you learned from your dating relationships? What have been your challenges in those relationships? And what are you hoping that I will talk about or confess next? Tell me. You can email me at Sharon at SharonLamarCoaching.com. Link in the show notes so you don't have to try and remember that. Until next time, my gorgeous friend, remember these three tips. Don't be stupid. Instead, be smart. Don't rationalize or make excuses. Instead, be willing to see the truth. And don't forget why you're dating and what you truly, truly want. Instead, be willing to hold auditions. And bonus tip, keep your eyes open. Until next week, I love you and have a great date this weekend. Well, thank you, my friend, for spending a slice of your day with me. I hope that you love today's topic. If so, please share this episode with all your single girlfriends. Also, I would love to hear how it inspired you, made you think, or reminded you of truth. Please take just a moment to do two things. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the show. Until next week, my gorgeous friend, know that God loves you and he has big things in store just for you.